Welcome to the Rock Your Life Show. Where questions meet answers. The profound meets the mundane. And we help you rock rock your your life. life. We are your hosts, the Vignatis. I'm Tracy. And I'm Fabrice. Ho, ho, ho! Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. Don't know where you are, but I tell you what, in Los Angeles, this house is completely decorated, and the cookies in the kitchen, the, it's going to be on fire here, people. You, can, you, can you hear my hands together? Yeah. Because I'm like, yum, yum. I love to bake. It's going to be a great season. We are here, so. How about, well, we all know it's the season, tis the season of giving, Right. So what we are asking for is if you would please give us a review. If you are an Apple listener, that would be fantastic. Some of you scroll over and go, oh, they don't need it, whatever, whatever. Those reviews make a big difference in reaching other people and to help that algorithm work for us. So please, if you're not an Apple user, follow us on whatever your preferred platform. Yeah, and the newsletter too. Right. You can email us and we can gladly, or you can just visit the website, thevignatis.com, that'll be in the show notes, and subscribe to the newsletter because we always include the podcast for the month. In and there. you can share that uh, newsletter, please. That would be important too. Yep. Please share the, the podcast episode too with your friends because all of these things make a difference. It definitely does. And don't forget to email us if you have any questions at rockyourlife at thevignatis.com. All right, so the theme of uh, this uh, last podcast of the year. Of 2023, oh my gosh. We decided to focus on something that had some meaning to it. Since this is the time of year where, where people tend to unite and come together and eat food and drink way too much and all that stuff. So let's talk about global citizen, what, what it means to be a global citizen, Well, there's not really a definition per se, but what we've compiled is that a global citizen is someone who's aware of and understands the wider world and their place in it. So Mm. it's someone who is a citizen of the world, of the planet, and they take an active role in their community. That can be the workplace, your neighborhood, whatever the case may be. And work with other people to make not only their own microverse a better place to live, but the globe. Yeah, and you can see the two elements that it's important is your active role in the community, so that's you, and then as well is taking care of others, the work for others. So always keep that in mind, that it's you, but it's as well related to others. Mm -hmm. So what's the difference then between just a citizen and a global citizen? Yeah, so the, the citizens um, have rights and responsibility within the country uh, in which, uh, of course, you enjoy uh, your citizenship. So if you're in America, then you have to take care of the, uh, basically the uh, business of America. That's a citizen. Mm-hmm. However, a global citizen is more than that. It's not just about the self or their own country. It's uh, It transcends political borders and assumes that rights and responsibilities can be derived from being a citizen of the entire world. So 
why don't we talk about some characteristics of someone who okay. may label themselves as a global citizen? Yeah, that's important because uh, you as listener, you can understand and, and uh, uh, relate to see which one you have, which one you don't have, and which one you can acquire. Or maybe ones you might want to have. <laughs> right, and one you're not aware, some of mm-hmm. you're not aware too. So of course. These are just some characteristics that we've compiled. So uh, one that we noticed is building a knowledge base of different cultures. Yeah, so of course for us, we live in a place where there's a lot of culture, probably one of the most in the world, Los Angeles. But um, it doesn't matter if you live somewhere where it's, where it's not, you still have tourism probably where you are. So you still have people uh, coming uh, from all over the world. If you live by the Niagara Fall, I assume that <laughs> you have a lot of people uh, uh, from different countries. So, yeah. Or you may even just be interested in that and seek out things on the internet or watch documentaries Correct. about different food. indigenous groups, food, travel, etc. Yes. Uh, another one is focusing on new ideas and ways of life. So it's not just the way you live. It's other ways of life, how other people do things, how other cultures, other countries do things. Yeah, for example, we're watching a, 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 a Formula One Grand Prix uh, the, the other day and the last of the season. And on the front line, it was in Abu Dhabi. On the front line, you can see uh, there's a, a, there were six people Six men and five were dressed as um, how they dressed in um, a chic, uh, and then one Domenico, the, the the responsible for the FIA, one of them was not dressed in it. And you can see the difference of the clothes, the clothes, and so different culture, different way of dressing, different way of living, uh, different food. So new ideas to draw from it. Mm-hmm. Another one is to join an international club. You might be a member of a language club, and and in fact, that's kind of coupled with the next one, which is learning a new language. So they kind of go hand in hand. Like, Mm. for instance, um, I've taken classes at Alliance Française, and it's kind of a club at the same time. It's a community, definitely. Yeah, because, again, you meet people from different... Mm -hmm. uh, uh, from different culture that wants to learn one language. So that's a great place to meet some new people uh, people from uh, from different culture. Okay, the next one is make friends with people from the other parts of the world um, who have come to live in your community. Okay, um, I just talk about the fact that tourism is one of them, but then there's people who decide to move from one country to another one and they live in your community, and uh, they have a different culture, um, and they have a different way of living, different food, again. And you can basically learn from them. They live in your community. They might be your neighbor. It's always interesting. For example, our neighbors is a Korean. So if mm-hmm. we talk to them, then we could talk about you know, uh, uh, Korean food. Huh? <laughs> well, you can smell it. I mean, I believe yeah, they're true. American-born, but still their heritage is there, and they're very connected to that. Yeah. And another house down, they're Persian. Yes. So, you know, it's it, we're in a in this multicultural neighborhood to begin with, and it's a very nice neighborhood. So you can learn from those and make friends, or if you decide to, um, and you'll learn from them. Another characteristic, kind of piggybacking on top of that, is to have cultural exchanges where you swap stories and maybe even recipes or you bake something they bake something you talk about travel or tips when you go to visit somewhere like when we went to japan back in october 
we were talking to Japanese people who were giving us tips and you don't want to do this. You want to do that. You need to find the customs so you don't embarrass yourself over there. You yeah, know? definitely. Um, we learn from the people who live there. And so being arrogant and say, oh, I'm no, or anything, no. I think it's interesting to understand. I was just asking a question about the culture of Japanese people, if they talk about money as much as we do in America. And the mm-hmm. guy said, yes, uh, they talk about everything, except that it's all about the ho- the host. It's all about the person. Um, so that's their culture. But anyway, it's it's not easy. It's understandable because it demands a lot of uh, uh, understanding and patience. But what a great source of joy. Yeah, from and me. you might make mistakes along the way, but that's kind of part of it. And, and the, the, we did a podcast a long time ago, maybe in season one or two, about diversity. So refer to this one because we definitely explain and give way more examples of what the importance of diversity and um, draw from it. So, wonderful. Now, let's talk about some major responsibilities of someone who considers themselves a global citizen. Mm -hmm. And it might mean different things to different people. But I think the most common is the idea that all people do have some kind of responsibility to the world rather than just their own selves or their own country or community. Well, yeah, definitely. Um, you cannot avoid uh, whether you go on uh, online, uh, or whether you go on the TV, or whether you read or anything. You cannot avoid to get uh, news from the other country in this world. So, being a, clo- a global citizen uh, is t- be aware of that and makes you wear red. Uh, and when you meet again other uh, people, you can. Um, talk about it so a model global citizens uh, as as a model a global citizens you have uh, ethical and moral uh, political and economic responsibility um, and most of it is have the desire to contribute to communities and the world at large I think that's key yes is having the desire well because if someone doesn't have a desire, I don't know that you really could consider yourself a global citizen. It's having the desire and the respect for the other. Yes, it, and that will be a positive way to improve mm-hmm. uh, the life of others. So you can see, uh, as Tracy said, it's the desire. Right. And how do you spark that desire? It's mainly by just pushing the envelope. Exposure. Exposure. Education. Yeah, and the will. Travel. That's right. And, you know, there's a, the, even in the office... Or even in the uh, uh, workplace, um, wherever you are, you are going no matter what in a, in some kind of a line of work to be in, exposed to people who are from different countries. So, yeah, uh, it's a desire. Some have it, some don't. This podcast is oriented to the people who don't have it so we can spark that, mm-hmm. f- that flame into you. Because we all like different kinds of foods. Whether even if it's Americanized, you're introduced to some kind of food. Well, behind that food is the culture yeah. that made that food. And a whole country. Right. And, and millions of people think about this. So it's very so it's, it's definitely, we'll, we'll carry on with that. Well, let's talk about one of the okay. responsibilities of that. It's to understand one's own perspective and the perspectives of others on global issues, on global issues. So as a global citizen, you have a responsibility to understand your own perspective and the perspective of others. 
on any issue. And almost every global issue has multiple ethnic, social, and political, even economic perspectives that are that come with it. We know that. You just put on the news and you'll see it. Yeah. So it's a responsibility for each global citizen to understand the differences and to work to build to try to find some kind of solution. Yeah, that makes sense. Because uh, as a global citizen, you usually avoid taking uh, sides of it. So... I mean that's what the global citizen. If you're not, if you're a regular citizen, you might, you know, want to take a side of the conflict. But if you're a global citizen, you usually avoid avoids uh, taking sides with one point of view, mm-hmm. which is actually a smart thing to do, because then again, it improve and spark the way of understanding why are two uh, people fighting together, two countries. So look at this. It happens in families. Two little kids, siblings, they're fighting. And the mother says, I'm not taking sides. Uh, yeah. Let's just come to a solution. He took my, but he did the, the, you know, <laughs> we've all been through that. If you have a sibling, if you're an only child then no, but, <laughs> but you know, there's always that did I'm not you? taking sides. Oh no. My brother and I were just always unicorn and rainbow. Oh really? Yeah. Still to this day. Oh wow. <laughs> Wonderful. So yeah, the global issue, um, uh, the global issues uh, are those who cannot be solved uh, by individual uh, nation states, which means that this is why you, there's a dialogue. So the dialogue is what uh, helps those global issues to be resolved. Should we give any example? Yeah, I think we have a couple Actually, of examples. Actually, I no? have you do? a kind of a Hollywood example. Okay, so go speak, ahead. But the, the industry, mm. the recent strikes that happened, mm-hmm. it's seeing both of the sides. You know, you either take a side of the studio side mm. or the actor or writer side, mm. but it's trying to come to some sort of middle ground so that both sides can somehow flourish and move forward from this. Mm. You yeah. know, that that's one example of it. You could get on a larger scale yeah. to an, a really harmful global issues. I, uh, there's another example, too, is the challenges presented by the current distribution of wealth and power in the in the world, you can just uh, take a map and look that some countries are very rich and some are not. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greece is not a rich country where America is, so um, this this challenges uh, being aware of it as a human being. When you go and you travel, you know that okay, this is a poor country, so you know, uh, watch where you wear or watch you know right. what the, your behavior. You know, don't flaunt don't be, too much. Exactly, you know, use wisdom or being cocky. You know. Anyway, that's that's definitely a good example. And then the roots of conflict be, uh, within and between countries and requirements of peace building and peacemaking. Mm-hmm. Definitely, the roots, the understanding the roots of those conflicts are important. Then, instead of taking one side or your upbringing or anything, you'll be understanding. Why there's a conflict? Of course, one of the two big big ones now in 2023 is Ukraine's, Ukraine, and then uh, the new one with the uh, um, Israel and Hamas, so yeah. and Palestinians. So it's important to understand the roots. Now you can take the time to do it, or you cannot. And then, and then, of course, the challenges uh, posed by a, a growing global population. Okay, uh, we know that some again the disparity is another word that is very much in, uh, used into the global. Uh, perspective of the world. Um, if you go to uh, 
China or you go to uh, India, you'll realize they're over a billion. Uh, it's going to be a different way of living. It's going to be a different way of traveling. If you travel over there, it's going to be Tokyo. And uh, Tokyo is the same one of them too, although it's not as big. But then you go to uh, you go to Russia and you have this big country with a little people or some Iceland, you know, just to give an example, people, uh, just what I'm saying. But, but, but then, then the growing global population, which is somehow something that obviously with the new generation is going down. I, I read the other day. Yeah. I read the other day that uh, the China will go to 800 million people uh, in the next uh, 10 or 15 years because the, the, the population is old and dying and the new one is not. So it's under, it's it's interesting, mm-hmm. I think, to understand this uh, this problem. So here's a few examples of what this responsibility to understand your uh, our own perspective um, on the global issues. Another responsibility of a global citizen is the responsibility to respect cultural diversity. Now, it implies a commitment to human rights and fundamental freedoms, in particular the rights of people uh, belonging to minorities and those of indigenous peoples. So how about just listening to their stories and experiences Mm. without being critical or without being judgmental? Because a lot of us are quick to judge and already Mm. have a solution and how it should be. So if you ask questions with genuine interest, you might just understand what it means to be from another culture. Yes, Again, it's uh, sparking the interest and sparking the desire uh, to ask the question, which to me is a key here, element of a responsibility to respect and the, the cultural diversity. Um, I found myself in different situations living in L.A. over the last 30 years. Um, sometimes it was uh, not easy, it was things that I said <laughs> Um, about a certain ethnic that was not condescending or bad, but I self-reflect on myself and I said, wait, wait a minute, I need to understand this principle of why they do that or why they don't. Sometimes when you listen, I, 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 I listen to a comedian that is from that culture and I understand things. For example, when I listen to George Lopez, I I really understand better better the, the cultural the culture of the, the, the Mexican people, and which helped me when I talked uh, to my Mexican friends. I'm like, wow, really? I didn't know that. So there's always um, ways to understand. And he does it with such humor. I mean, it's hilarious. Now, I did see an example on a Hallmark film, too. Uh, this couple is on the verge of divorce, you know, and it's Christmas time, blah, blah, blah. And... She is an only child married to a Latino guy. And in the naming their first child, all the Latinos are involved in naming the, the child. They were all giving input, whereas she was like, well, that should be mine. That should be my uh, responsibility to do it. It should just be left to me, but she's an only child. So, you know, it's, it's all different in how we are raised. And having the open-mindedness to be able to accept and digest what another other culture is about. It's that respect. 
Definitely. That's a good uh, uh, one. And not an easy one again. Um, because building relationships demands so much energy um, and demands so much understanding that sometimes we're too wrapped up into our uh, own life and uh, we don't know the greatest opportunity we have to be in the same room with two or three people from a different uh, country and maybe take five minutes to understand and talk to them about their life or their culture or have a question that puzzles you. I so, think the main thing is to have respect and to listen. Yeah, and you can have, and, and when you say, it says build relationship, uh, um, it definitely, it's, it's sorry, when he says the, the responsibility to, uh, to respect, that is a big word. It's the respect you have. That means you don't need to know anything you don't need to understand how they, they, they live in their own country or the, the, the culture or anything. But just the fact, first, as the basic to respect it. Um, just knowing that it's different and accept it, period. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You don't have to give an opinion or, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just accept it. Accept. And thankfully, growing up the way that I did in an Air Force family, you always get the multicultural thing. So that, that was easier, way easier for me. Yes, the third responsibility is the responsibility to build relationship with people from other countries and culture. So let's say each one of us can build relationships and friendships around ourselves. And that's what happens every day in your life. And that provides us the, the, with the necessary strength to achieve community goals. And for example, the neighborhood watch or the Christmas light in your neighborhood. That's a community goal. You have to deal with your neighbor. And if, if each person built a network of diverse and strong relationship, okay, we're talking about your neighborhood here, not talking about the United Nations, we can come together and solve the problems that we have in common. Well, it's like team building. Yes. You know, if you have a bunch of tech people and nobody doing any physical labor, the, yeah. the, it, it's a one-sided. So variety is the spice of life. And when you have people with various skills, like you've got someone who's good at construction, someone who's good at tech, someone yeah. who's good at decorating, that's how houses get built. So look and, at it that way. It's and, like building a community. The community is the structure. Yeah. So and, and that's relationship then become power. And that's why um, our one-to-one -one connection with each other are, are, are definitely a foundation, mm -hmm. a, a fund, the foundation for the change. And change is something we're going to talk a little bit later on. And then being, building relationships with people from different cultures, then, uh, and often to many different cultures, is the key somehow to build uh, uh, diverse communities and to strengthen the, 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 the bounds between the bonds between the people of different culture. And that uh, is powerful enough um, when you decide to have goals, when, you, when there's goals. Well, I, diversity builds efficacy. It builds strength. Yeah. It builds uh, uh, like strong foundations. If everything's the same, then it's sort of homogenous yeah. and like, eh, there's not a lot of flavor in it. And I don't believe it's as strong. Another responsibility is to understand the ways in which people and countries of the world are interconnected and interdependent. Mm. Now, this is very easy for us to understand 
both being Buddhist, but because we believe in the concept of dependent origination or interconnectivity. So examples of that are we need to understand ways in which the global environment affects us where we live. So what goes on in Ukraine is affecting us. What's going on in another country concerning human rights affects us here in America. What we do in America affects someone else somewhere else. And good and bad, huh? Yes. And both. Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. And how uh, growing income and resource inequalities within and between countries affect the quality of our own lives. So when you have extreme inequalities in another country, again, because of the interconnectivity, it affects everything in a global yeah. perspective. And and in your fa- if you look at Greece, for example, this is not a, a, a rich country. But America is, for example, definitely a different disparity. So when you go into this country, uh, it's no need to uh, flunk or anything. It's just understand it that there's disparity. But those inequalities, again, if you're a little bit interested, you're going to find out that there's a reason for that. And you can change that and you can be part of that change. So um, another one is the immigration, correct? That's mm-hmm. another one, too. I mean, it's tied. The global tide of immigration affects what goes on in our countries. And definitely our, our own country's immigration policies affect our nations. So we know, for example, uh, that... I mean, I'm an immigrant. So, of course, uh, coming here, bringing my background, affects sometimes people in good and bad. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I'm aware of that. I can't change myself, but what I can do is I can teach people, you know, my, my, my where I was born and the culture that I was. Now I have differently because I'm American. So very important to understand that. The next responsibility is to advocate for greater international cooperation with other nations. Okay, that sounds a little bit like big, big uh, uh, cone or like big, big things, but it is not because as a global citizen, when you think as a global citizen, so you somehow have the responsibility to promote and advocate. I have the biggest advocate here, the national Well, it's, it's taking what we do on a micro level in our own homes and communities. It's just inflated like on steroids. Mm. So we're dealing then with large nations. And we've both been to the United Nations in Geneva, and it's quite impressive. I think that if you ever have an opportunity, you should visit the United Nations in Geneva. Yeah, because it's called United Nations. So think about it. It's a nation uh, uh, coming together. And what they do is that when they're in the room, they know they have different way of living, different language, different. But no matter what, they try to unite. And what they do is they try to understand uh, why my nation... I don't know. I'd love to be in one of those. Oh, God, that would be awesome. Can you imagine? I mean, trying to explain the problem of your country... And then uh, 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 five seats further, you have a person that absolutely have mm-hmm. no clue about what you're talking about, and yet they have to make the effort to understand uh, what this person is talking about because it's affecting you, and well, that's what we talk. Yeah, about. the goal is to work effectively and resolve the problem. That well, I am, uh, I, I don't have that problem in my country, but how can I help you? Uh, um, resolve that problem because it's affected me. Well, I think they choose people very carefully. Yeah, I'm sure. Goes there. I'm sure. But if you think, for example, I want to give an example of the, the when we went to Japan, the Suka card, which is a card that you buy to pay everywhere. 
in, 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 the chips come mainly from Taiwan, and Taiwan is struggling now, and they don't have the, uh, with the Ukraine and uh, other war, they don't have the chips. So when we went to Japan, there was a shortage of chips, and then here in America with computer. And so think about it. This country is affecting us with the computer, it's affecting the way I'm going to travel when I go to Japan. There's the interconnectedness, there the ripple effect, etc. So, yeah. And another responsibility for a global citizen is to advocate for more effective global equity and justice in each of the value domains of the world community. Mm. So global citizens have the responsibility to adopt lifestyles and values that reflect commitment to building, most importantly, a sustainable planet and be the leaders and demonstrate the respect for your environment, for your local world, and then the globe at large. Mind you, keeping in mind the cultural diversity. So we need to minimize our carbon footprint. And it's not just, oh, I have a water bottle, so I'm good. <laughs> we have to think about our purchases, the packaging because most of a lot of the packaging is just not recyclable and you think it's getting recycled and you put it in your recycle bin, but then you find out mm. a lot of what you put in there gets burned or buried. A very small percentage of it actually gets recycled. So making small changes like laundry detergent that is in sheets yeah, that come one. with compostable packaging, that's what we use. And you can even switch to soaps that don't have packaging, no plastic, um, just a shampoo's the same that come in a, a compostable cardboard container. So little things like that. I could go on and on. That's a whole other episode, but I won't get into all of that. But just do a deeper dive because no planet in a life. Sorry, people. <laughs> yeah, so the importance of advocating. If you have a product that is good, and that's what we do a spotlight at the end, if you have a product that is good, then, you know, promote it to your neighbors, promote it to your friends and tell them, hey, have you ever thought that I use that or that? That's what we're talking about as a global citizen is to awareness and helping others um, understand that uh, protecting the environmental resource in our local environment. Local environment, our life. That's where it begins. Yes. And it's cultivating values. So we have to tolerate each other. We have to have compassion and empathy and build some kind of mutually supportive relationship. And not only with our local community, but then our nations have to do the same because it starts micro to macro. This is a great segue um, because, as you know, myself and Tracy have been practicing this Buddhism for quite a while now. And so uh, when we talk about the concept of global citizenship, we take that very seriously, and as a Buddhist, um, we understood the responsibility that we have as human being. So it is often easier, of course, when you're in an environment with different people, to focus on the differences, let's say a difference of race, nationality, ethnicity, culture, or the gender, or anything else, as long as it is a difference. But as Buddhists, we have, and, and as well, 
you don't have to be Buddhist because we're talking about global citizenship. If you adopt that, you're already, you'll become a Buddhist. You are a Buddhist. And so the perspective and underscore and our share commonalities with the happiness of all people at the core of them. Mm-hmm. So what I want to add on that is that as Buddhists, we don't care about how you look, how you live, or how you speak, or the language that you speak, or any other differences. What we care about is the happiness of the people. Yep. Well, we recently lost our philosophical and spiritual mentor, Daisaku Ikeda. And uh, he, part of his ginormous legacy that he teaches and left to us, he taught us that global citizens are those who, no matter what, under the most challenging of circumstances, we can create value to not only enhance our lives, Mm. but to contribute and enhance the lives of others. And I think within that, the important thing there is to remember it could very well be a struggle. But within that struggle, that's where the golden nugget is, so to speak. Yes. He explains the cornerstones of what global citizenship means and what they are. One of them is the wisdom to perceive the interconnectedness of all life, all life. That means every living being, every living thing, from a dust mite to the largest mammal on this planet or non-mammal. It doesn't matter. It's the interconnectedness of all life, human and non-human. Yes, so you see that um, as a Buddhist, we automatically fell into the global citizenship. And what's important is that we want to enhance the, the, our own lives and the life of others. And that is the two part of it. It's the part that it's about us growing, but helping others to do that. So like Tracy mentioned, the first one was the wisdom. And the second one is the courage. That's another cornerstone of global citizenship based on the Buddhist view. The courage to not fear or deny difference, but to respect and strive to understand people of different culture and therefore to grow from encountering with them. That is not an easy task to gain that courage. You can buy it. But if you have the courage when you see somebody that is different than you and the more different they are, the more you have to have the courage to approach them because they are probably going to be something that somebody that might make you uncomfortable or something about their culture might make you uncomfortable or preconceive you have. But having that courage to not fear, that's you, and to deny that difference, denying the difference, right? And we almost we always refer to that sentence that our differences is what we have in common. But instead you respect and you strive to understand that is a cornerstone of global citizenship based on the philosophy, uh, Buddhist view. Another cornerstone is the compassion to maintain an imaginative empathy 
that reaches beyond your own immediate surroundings and extends to those suffering in distant places. So that is interconnectedness, meaning just because you're in your city, I'm in Los Angeles, doesn't mean that someone in Bangladesh is not affected. Yeah, that's true. The, the web of interconnectivity is infinitive. That includes the universe, of course. We won't get into that much detail. We'll stick with our own planet right now. Yes, because... But, it, but that's what it is. That's what It's to have that kind of compassion for something that's far off, that seems like, it. oh, it's not in my immediate environment, so therefore it's not affected. That is not the case. It is affected. It, it, yes, it is affected. And, and, and then we believe, because it's far away, we believe that it's not... Con, it's not a, affecting us because you don't see it you don't hear it you don't your senses can't relate to it in the immediate but it's there i want to read something a quote from daisaku ikeda regarding the interrelatedness of wisdom and compassion he says this quote compassion in buddhism does not involve the forcible suppression of our natural emotions our likes and dislikes rather It's the realization that even those whom we dislike have qualities that can contribute to our lives and can afford us opportunities to grow in our own humanity. Further, it's the compassionate desire to find ways of contributing to the well-being of others that give rise to limitless wisdom, end quote. Wow, this is incredible. There's so much good things in it. Of course, he talks about the compassion, and again, the dislike, and it's it, that it's not about the like or the dislike. Uh, instead of that, there's this internal switch that one has to has to make, uh, and found deep inside the qualities of a person that is different than you, and 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 grab that opportunity you have right in front of you to understand that this difference that's it, it's what it's going to help you grow and grow that web of incognitiveness and the humanity. Here's another quote uh, I'd like to read of Daisaku Ikeda concerning compassion. Quote, Compassion means striving through sustained engagement to cultivate the positive qualities in oneself and in others. Engagement, however, requires courage. There are all too many cases in which compassion, owing to a lack of courage, remains mere sentiment, end quote. So here you can see compassion and courage run hand in hand. It is, yes. It's interchangeable. Yes, it's the, it's basically what I, 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 uh, when I write an email, I always see that it's the uh, CC for me. It's always remind me of the compassion and the courage, um, when I CC, compassion, courage. And then, of course, there's the BCC, which is basically the Buddhist, okay, compassion, courage, which is as well, another word for Buddhist, is global citizens. Yes, people, it is. It's the way a global citizenship uh, think. So it's important Okay, Buddhist is a big word, a religious thing. But think about it. But it's really philosophical. Exactly. That's all it is. Exactly. So this CC, this compassion, this courage, whatever makes you remind yourself of that, then do it. But that's not to say that 
CC and BCC in your email means that, but it's just like a, it's just a fun thing to kind yeah, of relate it's, to it. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, exactly, because we use that. So those, those three virtues, let's talk about those Yeah, three the virtues. virtues of wisdom, courage, and compassion are also known as core uh, characteristics or attributes of a bodhisattva. I'm sure some of you have heard that term before. It's it's an individual who is doing in con- the concern for others. It's about bringing forth these virtues while, huh, key, combating destructiveness and divisiveness in ourselves and to help others do the same. So we all have internal battles. But if you have wisdom, courage, and compassion, you can work to reducing and fighting those tendencies. And that's where the, the double sword, I don't know. Double-edged. Double-edged is. Because you're striving to bring out those verdi, virtues, okay, of wisdom, courage, and compassion. But then in the meantime, you are combating. And you are... So there's a duality here that is happening inside of you. And this is what we try to focus on as global citizens. In Buddhist, we're trying to um, not have one uh, take over the other one. We try to do both together and um, combat that destructiveness and that divisiveness in ourselves. Now, what does that do? It's very simple. It brings much better uh, uh, result. And then if you... That's not for everybody, but if you do have the courage to help others do the same, well, then there we go. So you 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 are the global citizen person, and then with your courage and your compassion, you are helping another person become a global citizen. A way to do that is by cultivating your wisdom. And how do you do that? Well, it's... Having, I know it's that Buddhist thing, that that interconnectedness thing, but it's having the courage and compassion. See, they all, all three of these work together. Mm. So it's taking risks. It's putting yourself out there. It's feeling uncomfortable, not knowing what the response from the other side is going to be, but being courageous enough to be open enough to accept what is given back to you. And when you put yourself out there, it's like, oh, I'm afraid to do this the first time. But then you do it and you go, oh, it wasn't that bad. So then you keep doing it. And then you start to develop that wisdom. You start to educate yourself more to what another culture would be. Or you meet you meet someone in your neighborhood yeah. and you're like, they look different than you. They wear different things than you. And what's going on here? And it might make you a little bit awkward. But you just have the courage to confront it to interact with Mm. the other person, then you start to build those things. So they, they feed, it's that cyclical feeding of each other. And excuse me, when you identify device, you can identify divisiveness that can blind you to what could, you could actually have in common with the person. So when you have that courage to confront those negative tendencies, then your compassion can also go forth. And then you start to go, oh my God, I had such preconceived notions of what this culture was about. And yeah. then you start to see that how erroneous your views were. Yes, that's a very good point. And the other one I wanted to add is the inner goodness in all people. 
which as global citizen or Buddhist, whatever terms you want to uh, um, apply, it is the belief of the inherent goodness of people. Once you start that uh, in a relationship, before you even talk to a person or before you lay a look on them or anything, if you focus on the inherent goodness of a person and knowing that it's there, it's very simple. You're going to create value. I'll give you an example. If it's you look at the sky and it's dark and it's the clouds, if you take a plane and you go um, through the clouds, you realize that the sky is blue. Well, it's the same thing when you see a person in front of you. What's happening is you see the clouds of this person. And that's what Tracy was saying. That blinds you uh, from the commonalities. And so if you decide to say, I'm going to go through those clouds, through this, with what I learn as a global citizen and reach to the blue sky, then you see and this inherent goodness of people. Then right away, it's going to be a whole new conversation, a whole new way to gain information, a whole new way to create unity. There is such a need for this mentality right now. Oh, yes. And global citizen doesn't necessarily mean that you need to be traveling and using your passport all the time. That's not what it means. It's a mindset. It's an internal feeling that you have for something different than yourself. If you are breathing air, if you are drinking water, if you are eating food from this planet, you have a responsibility to have this mindset. This is, ain't all about you. And most of you listening to this probably don't need to hear this. But those of you who might be listening for the first time, it's time to step it up. You have no choice. This is not, the world is not your, your oyster. This is a globe. We have to live here collectively. It's the way that it goes. It ain't your way or the highway. So you have a responsibility. It's not whoever has the most toys wins. Sorry. Yes. Yes, I like when she talks like that. I know. I okay. just had a little soapbox moment. Well, I mean, it's understandable because there's no... It, it, what, what it says is there's... What she's trying to say is that there's no evil greater. Uh, there's just such a need yes. for it because there's so much entitlement in this country right now, in the world. You're entitled to have all of these things. No, what you are is you have a freaking responsibility if you are living on this planet to treat other living beings with the respect that they deserve, whether it's human or non-human. That's it, period, end of story, drop the mic. I'm not gonna drop the mic, I don't believe in that. Whenever I see well, people I do that, I freak out when people drop the mic. I'm just like, oh my God, the sound guy, and you just destroyed a microphone. Anyway, I would never drop a microphone. That's it. Well, that was a good one, but I wanna add one more thing before we close that, that, that podcast. That's very important. So we talk about the element of the wisdom, the element of courage, courage, and the element of compassion. By the way, when you hear, you hear the word, oh, he's a Buddha, this is what it is. It's the person who has wisdom, courage, compassion, and life force. This is the third one, which we're not going to this. But the point that I wanted to make is that this three concepts 
these three sorry, um, uh, virtues, the wisdom, the courage, and the compassion. Once you continue, all right, we're not saying you have them or you're going to get them and it's done. Once you continue to develop them, to work on it, to implement this in your behavior, to implement this in your thinking, what's happening is that those three ones has a direct effect on three other ones. And the three other ones are the desire of what every country in this world and every human being on this planet and probably on the universe too wants. It's security, it's peace, and it's harmony. So when you are on your own and you think about these three ones, wisdom, courage, compassion, know that there is a direct relation that when you apply them to your life, when you teach them to others, what is it going to do? You do that on a macro, micro level. On the macro level, which is, is, is given an example of what interconnectedness is, it's affecting the world by bringing security, peace, and harmony. I have to add something to that. Please. It might sound fluffy. Oh, if I have these things, I'm going to bring security, peace, and harmony to all the <laughs> land. This is freaking hard, people. It's hard to do it. I fight myself every single day. There are days I want to punch someone in the face with some brass knuckles. Usually it's But me. you don't do it because you have the wisdom and the courage to not do it and the compassion for someone else. So this is constant work. But the more work that you do, the easier it becomes and it starts to infuse in your life. It's no different than lifting weights, practicing an instrument, getting faster at typing, getting faster at reading, um, learning a language. It's all the same efforts. Just because it's, oh, no, we sit around and we're in a drum circle. And no, that, that's not my jam anyway. I don't, I don't do that. But it's practice. Practice these things. If there's one of those things that attracts you and you have compassion for one person, practice on that person. Then go and practice on someone that might be a little more difficult, like you're going to level two now, someone who is rubbing you the wrong way. So it, it's all in phases. It's not butterflies and rainbows and unicorns. And you might think we're strict on that. Well, yes, we are strict on that because the world nowadays needs this. And so this global citizenship, and this is why we took on to do this topic because it's Christmas. It's the joy right now, which supposed to be but it's that time of family that time of we finish friends, friends and we finish the year we self-reflect to move on to another year well there we go right there you don't need the new year's to do a, 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 a new year's resolution there we go listen to the vignette okay listen to the podcast rock your life show and then understand that yes you too can do that you too and like tracy said it's not we want to be harsh. We not want to be strict. We just want to pass on the message that now, more than ever, it is important to implement in each of us this mentality and this concept of global citizenship so we can grow 
internally and we can help the world grow. Start slow, be patient with yourself, and practice at this every day in some capacity, whether it's you want to practice on your sibling because they get on your nerves. <laughs> That's a good training ground. Start with that. Start with a family member that you just oh wish they would never come to Thanksgiving again. Start with them. Because this is not easy. It's not this hippy-dippy, everybody loves everybody. No. <laughs> That's not how it works. You have to work at it. Yeah, it's a hard... And nothing of value has any value unless you've worked for it. You don't value the things that come free, do you? Oh, I got this for free. Oh, well, I just throw it to the side. But if you spent $2,000 on it, then suddenly it has more value. Well, we're giving you something now that has value that is free. <laughs> and, and yes, so remember, global citizen. Don't think yourself anymore as a citizen. Think yourself as a global citizen that, yes, you do have this privilege. And I say the word privilege. It is a privilege to be a global citizen and to embrace it each and every day. So I hope that helps a little bit for your uh, holiday season. I know it sounded, it might be a little bit uh, assertive, but we need that right now. It Now is the time for each of us to step up. No matter how insignificant you think you might be or how significant you think you might be or you don't have the time or blah, blah, blah. blah. Everybody has the time to be wise, develop courage and compassion. That being said, we are going to start with some fun facts. I got a lot of fun facts. I'm the Santa Claus of fun facts. This time, we have a bunch of them. Number one, oh, I like this one. We spend a year on the toilet in our lifetime. Oh, a year? Um, I, then for me, it must be more because I drink a ton of water. Okay. That's pretty crazy. Next one is... Snakes can predict earthquakes. My friend Dan has a snake. I'm going to call him and ask him, when there's an earthquake, did your snake give you the warning? And it's not a python. So, Next one is a good one. There's a 50% chance that two people will share a birthday in a group of 23 people. That's nuts. That's some good math. That's some I'd good math. I'd like to math. figure out that one. Uh, exactly. I have a fun spotlight being at the holiday season and everything. And for LA people, you know this store. But for those of you who don't, go to your local discount store. So we have a store here called Big Lots. And they have some really great Christmas stuff. So we bought a trombone Santa from New Orleans. He's wearing black sunglasses and he's animated. So he moves around and the trombone moves. Then we got the same one in Rudolph, who's an alto sax player and he moves and stuff and he's got a cute scarf on. But, and the big kahuna that we got was, oh my God, this thing is so cool. It's a little jukebox from the fifties. It looks like a like a jukebox from the 1950s, and it has nine different songs that you can play separately or you can play them all together. And it lights up and it's so cool. So check your local discount store and you might find some real treasures. Yeah, for Christmas, definitely. Yeah. That's a good one. 
How about we close with a nice quote from Thomas Paine? Quote, The world is my country, all mankind are my brethren, and to do good is my religion. End quote. Mm. Thank you so much, everybody. We're wishing you a happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, and anything else that we've left out. Don't forget to uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And if that's not your preferred platform, please follow us on your preferred platform. It's the season of giving, so we're asking you to give us a review or a follow. It does make a difference. It really does. It helps us reach more people and helps the algorithm work for us. And that would be... a the greatest presence that you can do. Now, share this podcast with other. Be a global citizen and share the podcast. There we go. And, <laughs> and share the newsletter, whatever you do. But just give us a help and we appreciate that. So, well, happy holidays. Happy, happy holidays. 2024. And remember, we are here to help you rock, rock your, your life. life. Wake up.